I think you can. Good morning. How are y'all? So the, man, you guys are making me relive memories here. Um, Mr. Rhodes and Scott and everybody, you guys come up here talking about feeling like family and everything else. That's exactly what I feel in regard to all of you as well. I was just back there thinking, and as I was Two nights ago, I think it was, when Steve called or texted, um, he actually called and I ghosted him, um, so he texted me, and uh, I was actually in the process of doing something, um, said, hey, can you preach? And at that point, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to actually talk to him um, at this particular point, because I was in the process of doing something, I was like, all right, I talked to my wife, and I was like, yeah, I think we, we need to do this, and he told me he had tested positive, and you know, he's, I, I talked to him just a second ago for him to explain to me how to put this thing on, and he said he's doing much better, and uh but in that, that's the relationship that I'm going to talk some about today. It's the body of Christ. And, and what I mean by that is um, it doesn't matter if you're here. I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, working at Woodland Park Baptist Church, and that's the local community I'm a part of. You're here at Riverside, right, in Scottsboro, Alabama, and this is the, the community, the local community God's brought you to. Um, and that's what we're going to spend time chatting about today. Really, the, the purpose of what we're going to talk about today is simply what is our purpose within the church. And um, it, it's a pretty detailed description that God gives us. And when it all is working together, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Now, before I set this up, though, you guys have already been hinting at um, Steve and I knowing each other for a while. So, yes, part of me thinking about Scott's where I wrote this um, and actually preached this a couple of weeks ago at Woodland Park. And I had the mindset, Woodland Park, as I was putting this together. But then I was like, wait a minute, God, do you want me to teach this at Riverside? Or at um, Riverside? Because, and, and now I was having that conversation with God. He confirmed, yes, because you may or may not know these things. And if you do, just ignore it. Um, take a quick nap. I'll wake up in just a second. If you don't know them, then just you can hear this. I've known Steve since about probably 8th or ninth grade, so middle school, high school, right in that time period. So we literally grew up together at Woodland Park Baptist Church where his dad was a pastor for many years. He called Steve off to um, seminary, then he called me off a year later. So after college, we well, actually, I felt like I ruined with him in college because I was at his um, apartment about every weekend on the bottom of his parents' house with another guy, another great friend of ours named Doug. And so we spent time all throughout college and then all throughout seminary, and God called Stephen back here at Scottsboro, called me back to Chattanooga. And so when he called Stephen back to Scottsboro, Steve, as you were, when y'all were just saying it, I think it was Scott was just saying it, he and I would talk often, like, you know, I, he would pray for me, uh, I would pray for him whenever he's like, okay, this, there's a, um, a local body that's wanting to start up here, and they're wanting me to be the pastor of that, man, pray for me. So I feel like I've known about and been able to view how God kind of put together Riverside from a distance. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So as I was praying through this, God, what do you want me to share in, in two days' time period? And he kept bringing me back to this. Because like Woodland Park, which is so personable for me because that's where I grew up and, that, and that's where I'm serving, I feel like I've prayed that same prayers right here for this body. And what's neat and almost brings me to tears as I'm sitting back here in the back thinking through all this is, coming the first time more than a decade ago, right, uh, when I came to preach first time. Actually, I think I came and spoke to a youth group or something like that once with, with Steve. But then coming to this church and, and preaching for the first time over a decade ago and seeing new faces that God's brought over the years, seeing familiar faces that God's brought over the years. And now he's growing this local body of believers to where 
you are sitting here today um, for a time such as this to hear what it is that God's designed for you to say. So that excites me greatly because I, lo- I, I don't know all of y'all, but I love you all. I pray for you often. Um, I pray for Steve and his family often. Uh, it feels like almost daily, and I know he does the same for myself and my family. So as I share today, I may say the word Woodland Park, right, multiple times. That's the body where I work at. It's where I grew up at. That was my mindset when I was reading through this or, and, and studying this. But then God, the last two days, has really just confirmed to me to talk about the same stuff in terms of Riverside because what I know is that you're a growing body of believers who are meeting together right here in Scottsboro, Alabama. And what I also know is that he's given all of you individually a purpose right here in the church as a whole, but also right here at Riverside. Now, when I say church as a whole, let me explain a couple things as we get into this. Church as a whole, I mean all believers everywhere, right? That's, that's the way that, that we had a pastor who preached, our, our youth pastor preached the week before I did uh, a few weeks back, and here's the way he explained. He had the, uh, the uh, responsibility of teaching about the church as a whole, then it was my job to come in and teach about our individual purpose in it. And here's his, if I had to summarize, here's the statement which he gave, and it was perfect. His name's Justin Wilson, so I give him credit for this. It says this, the church belongs to one family, and, and side note, we know that's God's family. He is the creator of the church. We'll get into that a little bit later. All right. The church belongs to one family that gathers in local communities. That's you right here at Riverside. That's me at Woodland Park Baptist Church, right? Uh, Church, one family gathers in local communities to partner together to make disciples. That's the church. Now, what I'm going to talk about today then is what is our individual purpose of that? And really, before I do that, though, I want to describe, and I'm not going to, I'm just going to tell you what God says. how the church functions, and then our purpose in it. All right, let me say that again. Really, just two points to take away today. First is the unique function of how the church functions. All right, and I mean that really more in local bodies. And then also, what is your purpose within that unique function of the church? Does that make sense? That's where we're going to start today as we get into this. Um, and I tell you, it's, if you, a lot of you may know this. Some of you may not. But for me, it was life-changing when I studied it. And I don't just mean this. I mean like years ago, and I remember I became a Christian when I was 16 and just kind of went to church even after I became a Christian. Didn't really understand all the reasons why. I'm sure people have taught me that my whole life, right? And then it was right as I got into college, a few years after I became a Christian, that I really started to study this for myself. And God really showed me from that point on, man, for the last 30-plus years, he's shown me exactly what it is my purpose is within a local body. Now, hear me say that. That's within the local body, but he's also taken me to different local bodies to be a part of, all right? So right now, I'm back at Woodland Park Baptist Church, and that's where he's using me. So with that said, again, two points that we'll look at today. What's the unique function of the church? And then two, what's our purpose within it? Our text in which we'll look at, the main text is Romans chapter 12, and we'll look at verses 4 through 8. Now, we'll jump to a couple other places, but Romans chapter 12 is where we'll have our, where we'll start and we'll come back to. That's kind of our main passage. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through. As you're flipping there, let me just say a couple things real quick. All right, Paul wrote Romans. It's a letter he's writing to believers who are literally in the city of Rome. And the city of Rome is just crazy. There's lots of stuff happening in Rome, lots of um, people that flow through Rome. And as a result of that, what Paul had done, he had gone to Rome, shared the gospel, people became Christians. 
They kind of started a church there, so there's a local body of believers that are there. He takes time, writes a letter back to the believers who are in Rome, which is this letter, and the reason why is there's lots of false teaching now that's going on in regards to the gospel. He went and shared with them the gospel. The gospel he shared was, was really the four points that he wrote about later in Corinthians, that Jesus, what? They died on the cross. And that was prophesied in the Old Testament hundreds of years before he died, that he was buried, right? Why, why was he buried? To prove that he died. That he rose from the dead, that was prophesied hundreds of years beforehand as well in the Old Testament. And then that he appeared to hundreds of people. Why did he appear? To prove that he had risen from the dead. That's really the gospel that Paul's preaching. And he goes on for the first 11 chapters in the book of Romans and explains that in great detail. Words like justification, sanctification. Really, he's defending the gospel. Then he comes to chapter 12. And he gets transitioned. There's a word there in chapter 12, verse 1, that says, therefore, right? And the mindset is this, since we have this incredible gospel and this is the truth of the gospel, comes to chapter 12 and says, this is the way now as believers we're supposed to live our life, okay? Probably some of you in here, I guess, could probably quote verses 1 and 2 of chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a holy living sacrifice. Goes on to talk about that for those first couple of verses. Then he comes to where we're going to focus, and that is verse 4 of chapter 12 of Romans. Follow along with me. I'm going to read verses 4 and 5, to talk about what is the purpose, or sorry, what is the unique function of the church. Verse 4, Paul writing, For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Now, look at this for a second. Let's break this down a little bit. Many members in one body. All right, what's he talking about there? Well, we'll get to an illustration of this in just a second, but let's, let's just process through this. There are many believers right here. I, I would assume there's probably well over 100 of you in here right now. All right, where I go to church, there's, there's a few hundred people. I pastored at a church where there was like 50 people right, in Portland, Oregon, meaning this, whatever local body you're a part of, there's many members, there's many of you here, but you're what? One body. And if you keep reading, look what it says in verse 4. For just as we were many members, one body, all the members do not what? Have the same function. So how does this church that we're a part of operate? What's the function of it? There's many of you right here at Riverside Community Church. I'm looking at the title back there. Many of you that God's given different functions to, but yet you're one body. And what connects all of us then? Well, it's Christ, right? At the point of salvation for me when I was 16, at the point of salvation for you whenever it was, we became believers in the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And at that point, we become part of his church. And, and the word church and body here are, are the same. So, so if you hear me going back and forth, that's the exact same. I'm just using the, the words from Scripture. Because look at verse 4. For just as we have many members, one body... And all the members don't have the same function. Look at verse 5. So we who are many are one body in who? In Christ. What links all of us? It's Jesus Christ. If you're here for other reasons, I would ask why. But again, I don't have time to have all that conversation with you today. I assume, though, the main reason that you're all here together today is because of Jesus Christ. I sure hope it's not just because of Stephen Barber, though he's pretty awesome, amazing. He's taught me tons of stuff. I hope it's not because of your best friend sitting next to you. I hope it's because of simply Jesus Christ. 
He is what links every single one of us, does he not? Look what it says in verse 5 again. So we, who are many, are one in Christ and individually members one of another. Now we'll come back and process that in just a second. But do you get this? What a function, right? Something only God could create. There's one body of believers. So again, we'll use the example of Riverside. One body of Riverside right here. But yet many, I'm looking at you, many different members who have different functions. But what links every single one of you is Jesus Christ. That's pretty awesome. I could never have designed that. Doesn't even, you know, it, not being a believer probably wouldn't have made a lot of sense to me. But being a believer makes complete sense. And he gives us a beautiful illustration of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Flip over there real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And let's look at verse 12. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and let's look at verse 12. That's where we'll pick up. All he's going to do, this is the same author. Paul's writing it, writing to to the church who's literally at Corinth. (coughs) And he's literally going to pick up in verse 12 and talk about the exact same thing that we're talking about right now, and then he's going to give us an illustration of it. Okay, So let's keep processing this idea of this unique function of the church. Chapter 12, verse 12, 1 Corinthians, here's what it says. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, there's the same thing again, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one, so also is who? Christ. Look at verse 13. For by one spirit you're baptized into one body. Now this is so cool, right? Because for me at the age of 16, again, whenever you became a Christian, at that point, (coughs) excuse me, got some in my throat. At that point, I became a believer. Whenever I believed in the gospel message of Jesus Christ, right, and surrendered my life to him, the Holy Spirit of God came to live inside me. And what's cool is at that moment of salvation for you, the same Holy Spirit of God came to live where? Inside of you to where now we're all identified, right, baptized, or the word baptized being identified. We're all identified where? In the body of Jesus Christ. And what links every single one of us is that you and I have the exact same Holy Spirit living in us to where now we're all part of one body. And here's the cool thing. We're talking about local communities, but this also speaks as believers as a whole and the church, meaning all believers as a whole. I've had the opportunity to travel to Moscow and Russia. Spent 10 days there, met some awesome believers. I um, just spent time hearing them. They taught me just an incredible job. I spent time in London, in um, Austria, and Germany, met other believers in these countries same thing, got to witness the, the ministry that God was doing through them. I was able to just to be a small help, I hope I was, to them in some ways. Uh, Luthera Bahamas, had the opportunity to go down there and teach and be taught too. Uh, I served in a church in Portland, Oregon. It feels like a whole other world if you've never lived in Portland. It feels like a very different world, okay? All these places, I met many believers, and the common link every single one of us has that we have the same Holy Spirit of God living inside of us. And I came right in and flowed with them and serving with them in the ministry that God had called them to do. What a function. That's, that's a unique function of the body of Christ. To where God can tell me three days ago, I want you to come down, I want you to teach here at Scottsboro. Okay, let's go. And where I can feel right at home. Because you're all believers. We all have the same Holy Spirit living inside of us. And I can identify with every single one of you because we're part of the same body. But where that plays out mostly is that, for the most part, I'm at the body of believers where at Woodland Park Baptist Church 
in Chattanooga. And you're here at Scottsboro Riverside, right? So as I apply this right here to all of you, it's pretty cool that I look out and see many members. And I know some of you are even here. And maybe you'll hear this on live stream or wherever, but there are many members. One body at Riverside. And the common link of all of you is that you're identified by the Holy Spirit of God living in you, in Jesus Christ, to where you're part of his body. And what's beautiful of this is, look at the illustration after this. Pick up in verse 14. We have a literal illustration that Paul gives us. I don't even have to create one. Look at verse 14. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body, is it for any reason any less part of the body? Rhetorical question, verse 16. If the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not part of the body. Is it, for near, is, it for in, is it for this reason any less part of the body? Verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? Look at verse 18. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. Now, what an illustration, because every single one of us have a body. If you look at your body, you have different members of your body. I have hands, I have eyes, I have ears, I have legs, right? We all have different members, but Mickey Hamill is what? One body. And what's cool is, even as you play this out even further, all the different members of my one body have different what? Functions. Correct? Right? So think about the illustration. What if I, my whole body were just an ear today? Now, that's, Mickey, that sounds crazy. And it is crazy, right? I, I would look kind of weird. I understand that. I could hear very well, I imagine, if I were just an ear. But that's not the design, the complete design of how God designed my body to function, right? That would only be one element of my body, correct? Or if, what if I were just an eye today? I'm sure I could see very well. I feel quite certain I could. I see a whole lot better than I can now. At 48, my eyesight is, is fading quickly, right? But that's all I could do is see. And I wouldn't be able to carry out the complete design which God had designed for my one body. You get his illustration? Does it make sense? You're many members, just like our body. You're many members with different functions within one body, and that's Riverside Community Church. Right? That's the unique function in which God's given his body and where that's carried out right here at Riverside. For me, at Woodland Park Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Pretty awesome, is it not? And the common link of every single one of us is the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us as a, as a result of the work and our belief in Jesus Christ and the work that he has done on the cross. That's the unique function of Riverside, of Woodland Park, as God's body as a whole. So as I thought about this, this aspect of the unique function, I was thinking, okay, God, what, how does that apply to us? All right, because this, this is our first point. We'll get to the second one in just a second. What, how does this apply to all of us? I got to thinking of a couple of things. One is this. Whenever I first became a believer, I, by nature, I, I could be more probably of an introvert than an extrovert, right? If my wife, not, not the case in any way, shape, or form, she needs people to talk to. That gives her energy, which is completely foreign to me. Because if I'm talking to people all day, I, I'm going to be tired and it's just going to take the energy away from me, all right? And I could probably sit at home for a week with no one talking to me and be completely fine, all right? So, in that mindset, just the way I was kind of designed there, my nature was, all right, I became a Christian, and 
cool, I got this, we're good. And again, I'm sure I've been taught this many times, but it wasn't until a few years after I'd become a Christian where this really clicked in my brain, wait a minute, this Christian life, this Christ life, was never meant for me to live by myself. God actually designed it for me to be part of a local body, His body of believers. That's actually why He designed it. So, you know, a question for all of us is, when do, do you get that? Do you understand that? Because if we do understand that, right, we're going to be actually part of a local body of believers. And, and I may be preaching the choir today because you're all here today. I, I get that. But I also know showing up and being a part can be two different things, right? Okay, I've lived that is the reason I say that. All right, so the second thing is, is this. Well, first, it wasn't meant to be lived alone. And second is this. So maybe you get that, and you're a part of this body, but let me ask this. Where God really hit this home to me is, do you view everyone else from this same lens at Riverside Community Church? Let me ask that again. Do you view every person else, every other member at Riverside through that same lens? Because if you do, then you're really going to understand and get we all need each other because we're all part of this body that he's called right here at Riverside. And I'm going to tell you where it really helps me. It really helps me if I'm tempted to get irritated with another member of my body or to get angry with another member of my body, Right? When I view it through that lens and I view everyone else at Woodland Park for me, here at Riverside for you, through that lens, it sure motivates me to make right any wrong I may have in a relationship with someone. That makes sense? Because hear me say it again, you're part of one body. I didn't create the body. Steve Barber didn't create this body. Your elders didn't create this body. God did. And he's designed it to where you are all individual members, one of another. And he's placed you within this body right here at Riverside for a time such as this in, in 2022 to where you all have, assuming you're believers, all have the Holy Spirit of God living in you and you're now part of the body of Christ right here at Riverside. I want to tell you, when, when God really hit me with that, it changed my perspective quite a bit of just going to church compared to being part of the body of Christ and the body of the church at Woodland Park Baptist Church. Does that make sense, the difference? And I, I tell you where I challenge Woodland Park, and I, I'll give you guys the same challenge as this. We, I, I actually preached this right after the New Year. I think it's like the second. And so I, the challenge I gave, and it's not too far off from that now, is... I'm not huge on New Year's resolutions, per se. If people are, that's great. i got nothing against them. It's just not the way my brain operates. But I am a big person on, let me, this is kind of a good time to stop, review the past year, review where God has me currently, and to think and process about, all right, where, where could God be leading me in the future this next year? And I encourage you, what a time to think about this. This body is growing, which I think is amazing and awesome. But man, do you realize... It's not just going to church on a Sunday, but that you're part of a body that God has created right here at Riverside that he wants you to be a part of, an individual member of one body. Pretty exciting. Because what excites me is that God has Mickey Hamill and all my faults and flaws and everything else. 
as part of the body of Woodland Park Baptist Church to where I'm serving alongside some amazing people and believers. And it's all for his glory and for his ministry. What about you today? That's our first point. That's the unique function of the church. It's pretty self-explanatory. He gives us the best illustration. It's our own bodies, right? We have many members with different functions, but one body, and we're all individual members one of another. Why? Because we're all identified in Christ as a result of our salvation. And we have the same Holy Spirit living in us. That's the unique function. But now here's the next point. Here's the next question. Then what's our individual purpose within that church? All right? We saw the aspect of, all right, we have individual, God's given us different functions. I told you we'd talk more about that. Well, let's go back to Romans chapter 12, to the passage and where we started. And we'll review, go back up to verse 4, Romans chapter 12. Go back up to verse 4. Let me reread that, and then we're going to look at 5, 6, or 6, 7, and 8. Pick up verse 4 again, Romans chapter 12. For just as we are many members, one body, all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, individual members one of another. Look at verse 6. Purpose. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them, the gifts, accordingly. Here's some examples. A prophecy according to the appreciation of faith. If service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Go back up to verse 6. Here's our purpose, individual purpose within this body. Look at it. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. Simply put, individual members, many members, one body, different functions. What's the function? God's given every one of you as believers a gift that you are to exercise or use in this body. Right? Now, side note, what I'm not going to do today, they give some examples of individual gifts. I'm not going to go through all those individual gifts today. That's a whole other study for a whole other time if you don't know much about that or you've never studied it, and what I'm going to share here in a minute um, seems completely foreign to you, let me encourage you. There's Romans chapter 12, there's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's 1 Peter 4, and other places you can go to Scripture and study for yourself and learn about these individual gifts I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about gifts as a whole in general. Does that make sense? We'll look at a couple of passages that has these individual gifts laid out. And really, for our purposes today, there's there's... If you study it, people a whole lot smarter than me have kind of categorized them into like gifts of service, those who are serving, and gifts of teaching or speaking, those who are speaking. Not one is better than the other in all of them, but those are the, the categories in which they're broken down to. I'm not going to get an individual gift today. We'll look at some of these examples just because I read them. But look at the main purpose of these gifts. Go back up to verse 6. Since we, believers, have these gifts that differ right? God's given us different functions. Since we as believers have these gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, that's by God, each of us is to what? Is to exercise these gifts accordingly. Well, where? Look at the context. We just saw many members, different functions, one body. What's our individual purpose? Your individual purpose right here at Riverside 
is to use the gift that God's given you and exercise it right here in this body. That's pretty awesome, is it not? Is it not amazing that first God would save me? Second, he would give me a gift to use? Now, you may argue this by the time I'm done today, but I think one of the gifts that God's given me is the gift of teaching. All right? I've done it for 30 years, and I love it. All right? and, and it only clicked in my brain after I became a Christian. I would have told you for the first 16 years, actually, I did this. I tried to skip any type of public speaking my, for, man, even after I was a believer. All through high school and college, I never took any classes in public speaking, any of that stuff, because it scared me to death. And only as a result of the Holy Spirit coming inside me did I realize, as I started to study more about gifts and things of that nature, um, and started to talk to believers in my life that I really trusted, did I come to the conclusion that God told me, I've given you this gift of teaching. Use it. And so it transformed me from being scared to death where I love it, where I'll, two days notice, I'll drive an hour and 15 minutes to come down here and teach the Word of God because I love it that much. That makes sense? He's given each of us, I'll just use that as an example, He's given each of us a gift that we are to exercise, to use within the body by the grace that God's given. Isn't that awesome? That's your purpose. Flip over to 1 Peter real quick. There's another verse that really just sheds even more light on this. 1 Peter, and it's verse 10. I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter 4. You probably need another chapter, right? 1 Peter chapter 4, and it's verse 10. Again, Peter, believer, he's writing to other believers. Okay, he comes down, chapter 4, verse 10. Look what he says about this. 1 Peter 4, 10. As each one, he's writing to believers, so as each believer, as each one has received a special gift, look, employ it in serving one another as what? Good stewards of the manifold grace of God. There's that second time that word grace is used. This is a, this is a gift of grace that God's given to us. So you may not have the gift of teaching. You may have a gift of some type of serving or maybe some speaking teaching gift. I don't know what gift you have. I just know the gift he's given me. But he's given each of us within this body a gift, and look what we're supposed to do. As we've received the gift, employ it in serving who? One another. God did not give me the gift of teaching to glorify myself or for my own purposes. Pretty cool to think about, right? He gave me the gift of teaching to serve the rest of the body, Woodland Park Baptist Church or elsewhere, right? Other other. Um, members of the body, maybe it's different cities, but specifically every week he's given it to me to use it right at Woodland Park Baptist Church. What about you? What gift has he given you to serve Riverside Community Church and everybody who's here? Maybe it's some type of speaking gift and teaching gifts, and you're like, well, Mickey, I'm not going to get them to do what you're doing. I didn't say that. There's tons of examples. I grew up at Woodland Park Baptist Church, as Stephen did, he could probably echo some of this, but I'll speak to my experience. I went, started going there in fifth grade, so I was probably 11 years old. From 11 to 16, so for late elementary, middle school, into high school, there are many members who would use their gifts of service that I didn't even know about, who would help prepare conferences, who would serve us food, who would make food, who would do wide variety, who would host and be hospitable to us. Incredible gifts of service I never even knew about or thought about until I became a believer. There are many people also who shared the gospel with me, who taught me the gospel. And God used Woodland Park and the body of Woodland Park 
in an incredible way to help draw me to the point of salvation because I heard the gospel there so much. After I became a Christian at 16, he used many people within that body in their gifts of service to show me how to serve and love each other. He also had many people in that body with a gift of teaching and speaking to teach the Word of God to me and check it out. Whether it was one-on-one conversations, a guy named Jerome Gober, who Stephen I'm sure can talk to you about in great ways. He was one of our um, youth leaders who would speak to me one-on-one often and teach me the Word of God. So it didn't have to be this. I also had youth leaders who would speak to us in small groups about five or six different guys together, right? Or I had Wayne and other people who would get up in, in, in bigger um, settings like this and teach the Word of God to me. That was the body of Woodland Park, people using their gifts, not for their own glory, but to serve others, and I'm a direct result of that. Again, what about you today at Riverside? God's given every one of you, right? as believers, I mean, you're a believer, He's given every one of you a gift. And look at 1 Peter 4.10. As you have the gift, employ it in serving one another as what? Good stewards of the manifold grace of God. The word stewards there is like a manager. God's given you this gift specifically that you are to manage. And how do you manage? How are you supposed to do it? He even tells you. You're supposed to be the manager of using it to serve the body of Riverside. So I ask, and I ask this lovingly, how are you doing with that today? Again, we start out a new year, 20, whew, 20 is gone, 2021 is gone, but like you were just sharing at the beginning of the service, uh, man, COVID's still hitting Woodland Park um, pretty hard, uh, even this particular week, so I get it. But 2022 is here, not quite a month into it of a brand new year. How exciting is it to think and maybe take some time just to process and meditate with God, talk to Him about How does he desire to use you in the gift he's given you right here at Riverside in 2022? I I can't answer it. I can just point you to what it says here. But I would encourage every one of you to ask that question. Right? How exciting is this? What a year. I got caught up in thinking through those last couple of years of COVID of really was turning it all to myself. Instead of God finally, probably six months into it, just really hit me up the side of the head, Mickey, this is the way it is. I still want to use you because the world needs to know the gospel message now more than ever. Uh, Riverside, God, Scott's world needs the gospel now more than ever. People are losing hope. You have the answer to that. People are losing focus in life. You got the answer to that. People need joy. You got the answer to all that. It's the gospel. So how does God want to use you as an individual member at Riverside of his church and the gift he's given you to serve this body to help do that? I don't know, but it's, it's exciting to think about. What a unique function of the church and your purpose inside of that unique function is he's given you a gift that he wants you to be a steward of, right? a good manager of it, to serve each other. That's pretty awesome to think about. And he gives us one other passage we're going to turn to, that when this is all functioning the way it's supposed to, kind of the end result, the purpose. Go over to Ephesians chapter 4. 
It's our last passage we'll look at, Ephesians chapter 4. We'll pick up in verse 11 as you're getting there. Now think about these two points. You've seen the unique function of the church as a whole, right? Many members, different functions, one body. Identify yourself with the Holy Spirit living inside of us in Christ Jesus. We're, we're part of the body of Christ, right? That really plays out in local communities, local churches like Riverside. What's your purpose in that? Well, God's given you a gift that you're supposed to exercise or use or be a good steward of, right? In serving each other right here at Riverside. As you do that, look at the result of the, God, the picture that God's painted for this body. We're going to pick up in verse 11. Verse 11, again, it, don't get caught up in all the individual gifts. I mean, sure, we're going to read through them, but again, our purpose is gifts as a whole. Let's pick up in verse 11. He gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. But look at verse 12. Why did he give all these gifts? For the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Why Your purpose is that you had, God's given you a gift inside this body that you're supposed to use to serve each other. Why? Verse 12. For the equipping of the saints. Who are the saints? Those are believers. Holy ones that God's called to be holy and to be set apart. So that's literally what that means. For the equipping of believers for the work of service. Well, what's the work of service? God's given us that answer. What's the Great Commission? We are to make disciples. Simply put. Think about this. As you use the gift that God's given you, and, and those are differing gifts, right? Some of you may have the same gift, but there's, I mean, a body this large, there's going to be many differing gifts. As you use the gift that God's given you to serve each other, what you're doing in return is equipping each other as saints to do the work of service, to make disciples. Imagine if all of you know the gift that God's given you, and you're using it right here in this body to serve each other. You will not, you can't help to be at that point to be equipped even more and even further as believers to make disciples. I know this because my own life, and again, this is the example I gave at Woodland Park, and it was more personal there, but I'll give it right here. At Woodland Park, I told you, for the last 30 plus years, whether it's gifts of service or gifts of teaching, people has, have used their gifts to serve me. When I was younger, I didn't use my gift. I didn't know much about it. Then when I found out about it, I was too a little nervous. And finally, I remember God telling me when I was in college, I want you to use the gift I've given you. I've shown you what it is. I want you to be a leader in the high school. So he had me lead these group of high school guys. Loved it. That's where I first started teaching his word. But look what God did. He used the local body at Woodland Park, first and foremost, to share the gospel with me, right? Led me to the point of salvation, okay? After I became a believer, hundreds of people in that body were using the gift that God had given them to serve me and each other. I just use myself as the example. And helped equip me to where I now know how to go out and make disciples, and then, man, for the last 30 years or so, that's all I've done with my life. And that's, till the day I die, that's all I want to do. Now, he happens to have done that with me, literally, as a, as a pastor in a church, but whatever. 
It just doesn't mean you have to be a pastor in a church. He's still giving every single one of us, whether I'm a pastor, a lawyer, doctor, whatever, it doesn't matter what your title is. I'm talking about in the body of Christ, you're an individual member. He's given you a gift that you are to use to serve each other, to help better equip each other to make disciples. And the end result, look at the end of verse 12, to build up the body of Christ. What a beautiful picture that we have in Scripture for the purpose that God's given us as believers inside the church. Many members, one body, different functions. Those functions are the gifts that he's given you that you're to use to serve each other, and as you do, better equip each other as believers to go out and carry out the Great Commission, which is making disciples. As you do that, it'll build up the body of Christ that you're still a part of. Isn't that cool? 2022 is already here. It's already happening. Again, I encourage you. Don't, don't hear this as like, ah, I got to go figure it. No, God, this is God. This is exactly the way that he's designed it. This isn't something to put more pressure on you or anything of that nature. This should excite you, I hope, because you're part of this body if you're a believer. He's called you to Riverside. I know because you're here today, right? He's given you a gift as a believer because I know what he says in Scripture. He wants you to use it right here in serving each other. Maybe you're hesitant because you don't really know, all right, what am I supposed to do? Seek the Lord first. He designed all this. If you don't know your gift, ask him. You know, as, as we tie this together uh, and, and kind of wrap it up, let me talk about that just for a second. You see the unique function, many members, one body. Different functions, because he's given us a gift. What's our purpose? To use the gift to serve each other, to help build up the body. And I was sitting there processing in my mind, really my own life, really two groups I would think of, because I've been in both of them. One is maybe, maybe you didn't know any of this today. This is the first time you're hearing it. I, I wouldn't venture that's too many of you, but maybe it's some of you. Or maybe it's the first time you actually heard it like me. I heard it many times, but then it finally just clicked in my brain as I was studying it for myself. For you, I would absolutely encourage you, take time, seek the Lord, ask him to show you what the, is, the gift he's given you. Because he'll show you. He's the one that's given it to you. And other things that help me in that, if you don't know what the gift is that he's given you, is lots of conversation. I would study his word. I've given you some passages. You can talk to Steve. He'll give you, he can give you the same passages and resources to study. But also, other trusted believers in your life ask me, you know, what, what do you think could be a gift God's given you? And just tell them to show you what they see in your life. It never struck me, as I, I talked to a couple of guys, the, the first couple of guys I thought who said that they thought I had the gift of teaching, like, I, I've heard you talk, Sam, and you really can do this well or do this well. And I was like, what? Does it make sense? And I took it back and prayed and sought the Lord, and he was like, yeah, I've known that forever. That's the way I created you. Um, but that could be you today. Or I thought that maybe there's a couple of different groups as to people who know this, which may be many of you, and you are, right, three categories. You are using your gift, which I think is great and awesome. Continue that. But again, I would, I would encourage each year, just reflect. All right, God, how do you want to use me this year? How do you want to use the gift that you give me this particular year, right? Or maybe there's a couple of groups of people who are here today, and you aren't using your gift. First group I could think of, again, this is all me um, at some level, is 
you know this, already know this, and you're not using your gift just because you're not. And, and I say it like that because maybe you've just gotten out of the, I don't know the right word, um, you know the truth, but just kind of got out of the routine, I don't know if that's the right word, uh, of, of, of using the gift he'd given you. And, and I'll tell you, this is why this is so a good time to ask this question. The last two years, probably a very easy time to be tempted not to be in the church regularly using the gift he's given you. Let's be serious. The church shut down for us months and slowly reopened. And we still have these waves, right, of COVID that come through. So pretty easy time to kind of unplug from the body, is it not? Or to be tempted to. I'll encourage you, and I'll say this gently because, again, I'm speaking to myself. There, that still can't be an excuse not to use the gift that he's given you inside the body of Jesus Christ. I don't see that in Scripture. It doesn't say, well, I'm saying all this stuff, but at some point in 2020, 2022, 23, there's going to come this pandemic. When it comes, you don't have to use your gift, right? I say that a bit sarcastically because that was me. Like I was in my mind trying to study this. There's no excuse that he gives here, right, church? So I would ask you, if you're in that category today, I'd ask you, seek the Lord. Ask him to show you if that's you. Or if you're not using your gift, why? He'll show you. Trust me, I've done that multiple times in my life. All right, God, how would I get here? I'm not using my gift. How do you want me to use it? He will show you that if you ask him honestly and seek him. If that's you today, ask him that. And there's one last group I, I could think of. Again, this is all me, different stages in my life. And maybe you've been hurt, broken, if you will, maybe even by the church. And so you've just stopped. Maybe you come to the church, but you've really stopped plugging in and, and just being used by God and, and the gift that he's given you. That's me too. I've been hurt, broken, if you will. And, and I, I kind of got an illustration for that that God gave me painfully, um, three different times. I've broken this wrist three times, okay? I could tell you funny stories, but time does not allow for that today. One was quite comical. Um, but I've broken it three times. Every time I broke it, it affected the rest of my body. My body still functioned, right? It still carried out the design which God had for my body. But it was, it was definitely different because it affected the, the rest of my body because I couldn't use it in its proper function. Does that make sense? I had this, once I had a cast on up to here for like a year, other two times I had a cast here, and just limited what I, was, what I was doing, right? So, but here's the thing. Broken it three different times. Each time it was broken, it never stopped being part of my body. It was still part of my body. And every time it healed, it went right back to using the function in which it had as a member of my body, Right? And maybe that's you today. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been broken in some way by the church. And this has made you gunshot to be able to, I don't want any part of that, Mickey. You're still part of the church if you're a believer. He's still giving you a gift. And he's still told us in Scripture we're to use that gift to serve each other for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service. So I encourage you, gently I encourage you. But nonetheless, I will encourage you. Even if you're hurt today, man, seek the Lord. Get that healing in which you need. Where he can, man, you get back to the point of being used 
in the body using the gift that he's given you today. You know, Riverside, I truly, when I say this, I love y'all. I pray for you more than you'll ever know. Um, I keep up with you more than you'll ever know. Right? I'm not some weird stalker. I just happen to be one of my best friends is your pastor. So um, I love what he's doing. And Steve absolutely loves you guys. And every time I come, I see new members of this body. But I encourage you today. We're living in a time when people need to know the gospel and disciples need to be made, man, so badly. And he's created, God has, Riverside Community Church, his church, for his time such as this, in the unique function of many members in one body. He's given all of you a function or a gift for the purpose of using it to better equip each other to do the work of service, to make disciples so that his body can be built up. Where are you at individually in that today? That's what I'll leave you with. Let me pray for you today. Lord, you know my, my love for this um, group of believers. I'm just, uh, I love this church, and I'm so thankful for what you have been doing for so many years here and what you're going to do for so many years to come. First, I pray for healing for Steve. Just uh, I know he's feeling better, but just, get, just continually heal him, Father, and, and bring him back to doing what it is you've called him to do, using the gifts that you've given him to serve this body. And Father, I pray for every member of this body that they'll take time to ask these questions of, and really just reflect and meditate on, on Scripture, what they've seen in your word. Forget me, Father, but what they've seen in your word of you've given every one of them as believers, if they're believers, a gift. And I pray you'll just show them exactly how it is you want them to use their gift right here at Riverside to serve the body, to better equip each other, Father, to um, do the work of service, of making disciples, in return that your body will be built up right here um, at Riverside. And I pray, Father, that you would just, and just rebuke what the enemy would want to do to, to tear down um, this or any church. And Father, instead, that you'll just do great things, that your gospel will just go forth and sound forth um, from this local body of, of believers in this church. And Lord, we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.